Gymnast, welcome back to Girls Gyms and Giggles. I know we've been on hiatus the past few weeks for the summer. We've just been traveling and enjoying the summer, but we're back with a brand new season, brand new episode, and a brand new guest. Her name is Claire McDonald, and she is going to talk about EFT tapping um, and how that can remove anxieties, help heal you, deal with PTSD, and so much more. She even guides us through an exercise on how to do that yourself. We're also going to talk about the soul and what is the soul and how you can tap into your soul's energy and just so much more how she got on her spiritual journey and some things she does to kind of ground and center herself. Uh, She was such a pleasure to speak with. Um, She has so much knowledge in her field and she is the designer and creator of Soul Spears, which is a jewelry line that she puts a lot of good energy to and it has wonderful meanings behind it. And I think after you listen to this episode, you're going to want to go check out her website and purchase one. And they're beautiful, by the way. So without further ado, I am so pleased to join you on the other side in this episode with Claire McDonald. Enjoy new. Enjoy. And I'll see you on the other side. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Girls, Gyms, and Giggles. I'm so excited to have this guest on our show today. Her name is Claire McDonald, and she is the owner and creator of Soul Spears. And she has these wonderful pendants that she's going to tell us about. Um, We're going to dive into EFT tapping, NDEs, um, what a soul is, spiritual journeys. It's going to be a wonderful episode. So I'm super excited to have Claire on today. Claire, welcome to Girls, Gyms, and Giggles. Thank you so much, Joy. It's good to be here. (laughs) Wonderful. How's your day been today so far? It's been good. It's been very busy. Um, So I, hmm, in addition to Soul Spheres, I work um, in software sales of all and uh yeah that and then I also have a, another business with my dad I have a family sell garlic whip so it's Rala's best garlic whip and so my days are filled with so much <laughs> of a lot of different <laughs> variable things and yeah um, they're yeah, so, so my, different huh? <laughs> yeah they are very different and so like each day I'm just kind of like having to remind myself to you know, breathe deeply and like, you know, actually remember to breathe is good in the first place. So yeah, no, it's been a good day though. It's been, it's been busy and um, some exciting things uh, coming together for the photo shoot for Soul Spheres coming down the line here. So some good things. So speaking of Soul Spheres, um, tell us a little bit about what that is and what made you decide to create it? Sure. So, well, I mean, it definitely started before this. I mean, I think my whole interest in, you know, why are we who we are? Um, you know, whether it's something that is a soul or that's our, you know, physiology or some, you know, intersection between those two. Um, I've just always been fascinated by that. And I have two parents that are both very, um, would you say, you know, spiritual, but not religious, you know, they both grew up Catholic and then, you know, really were like, Oh, this isn't for us. And, um, they actually met, which is interesting at a, um, like a spiritual conference and, um, out in California. And so how did it begin? Honestly, it probably began there realistically. Um, but so for, for me, like I got into the, doing the soul spheres is, um, I was going to, I transferred schools. I was going to major in voice. And then I realized I would have had to be in that school for four years. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And it, I got back into art because I was like, well, that's, you know, that's also, that was where my, you know, other passions were. And um, started out with kind of animation illustration and that wasn't really a fit. And I ended up finding myself just absolutely loving metal and jewelry. 
um, cause I love sculpture in general, but metalwork and jewelry was, um, just to kind of, it was just really doing that on this really small plat, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a, on a smaller level. And so that was what I pursued. And my, my three years at Montclair state after I, I transferred schools, um, were just focused on, I got a BFA in metalwork and jewelry and my senior year. So as it, FA program, you have to do um, a thesis project. Mm -hmm. And so my thesis ended up being just about that question, talking to you about it, saying like, hey, what, what makes us who we are? And so I had three different answers to it. One was a helmet um, that basically sits on your head, this wild looking thing um, that screws that screw like put pressure into different pressure points on your head and they will go into different pressure points that are help, supposed to help like alleviate stress or you know different physical things and so that was saying hey you know we have a soul we have this thing that's affecting us but our physiology also you know plays a role the next piece was a spine that um basically went all the way down my back and each Spine was its own individual piece hooked together and had magnets sewing down the middle and also <laughs> pretty wild. I think piece I probably spend about a hundred hours on alone. Yeah. And then the third, right. The just, you know, I'm sorry, the spine was saying, Hey, we are who we are because of our physiology. And then this is saying, you know, we, we are are because of the soul. Mm. And, uh, and it was just such a, so, so that's kind of how it started. And, and when I did the thesis project, uh, actually were not wearable. They were actually the more presented as these um, nylon. I forget what material it was exactly, but these like bigger um, white spheres. And I don't remember honestly when the leap went from, you know, that to being something wearable, but mm -hmm. I had started my line. I had a line called Artifact and um, did some pretty cool things with that right out of school, but I didn't have any business understanding about anything. I was like, oh, if you just like make it, people will come and buy it from you and it'll be so great. <laughs> and like, that's wonderful, but you know, yeah. So, you know, it, coming back to it now, just made a lot of sense. I myself saying to my husband, I guess it was about five months ago. I was saying to my husband, I can't believe it was five months ago already, but I was. Now, like with TikTok and, you know, like social media is and everything would have been such, I would have, I feel like I could have really gotten traction because anytime I like told some about this and I, and I have gifted them over the past 10 years to people, people are always like, oh my God, this is amazing. And they were always so touched by it. And I was like, you have to do this. Like you have to make this a thing and like bring this to the world. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of just like, you know, pushed it off for the past 10 years. And it's really funny because I wish I had this in recording because walking with my husband and, and saying this to him about like, oh, I wish I, you know, had done this with these tools at my fingertips. I was like, nah, that would be insane of me to try to do that. <laughs> literally called my like said that and then I think it was probably it probably only took me like two or three weeks for me to be like yeah you know I'm actually gonna do it wow. <laughs> so, yeah I love yeah. that that's so so you have been doing it for 10 years before it actually came into fruition yes yeah and I had like I had them for sale as part of my line again back in um like if you it's funny there's like a um if you go on Instagram, I still have the accounts artifact, like A-R-T-I-F-A-E-K-T. And you can kind of see the jewelry that I had um, been doing. And I think the Solstice are actually, um, which is funny. And then I had been doing interior design and Aww. just, um, yeah, we did a whole photo shoot and everything. And it was great. But again, I just didn't have the business sense of like how to get it in front of more people. Um, readily but now being in sales i'm like wait a second i i totally have a different perspective on this now so the sales in terms of that you mean the garlic whip no us uh, no oh. so just my my software sales um oh. that i that's what i do professionally that's my my full-time job um 
Yeah. So I have that. And yes, certainly, you know, you're a hundred percent right about the garlic whip side of things too, is there's been a lot of, a lot of learning there. And um, my husband and I actually also ran a film festival um, for several years, kind of in the mid, like late 20, late teens, 20 teens, I guess is how you'd say that. Um, so yeah, just a broad range of understanding about how to, you know, express yourself and just to be comfortable in expressing yourself, especially on, you know, a public platform like TikTok. Have you ever got your human design chart done? You know, it's so funny you ask that. I feel like I did this like a few weeks ago, actually, like did <laughs> like, an, <laughs> like an online test, but I honestly couldn't tell you what the results were. And now it's making me, me wonder <laughs> if I did. That's so funny. What, what makes you ask? Well, I always recommend people who are especially in business to do their human design because it, there are some certain aspects of the chart that mm -hmm. help you in, in your sales or in your development or mm. in product presentation based on your human design chart, you know? Um, so that, I mean, not only does it help you like just in all aspects of your life, relationships or how you move in your job or things like that, but especially with business, I feel like it's, it's another element, you know, like within the spiritual scope that kind of just helps you like really flesh out your creations. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you have do you have a specific place that you've done yours or like looked at yours before? Yeah, you know, well, we had two guests on the show. One did just like a basic overall human design um, mm -hmm. demonstration on how it works and the benefits. And then we had another guest whose sole focus was on how it can help you in your business. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. So they're both on the um, the list under our, our podcast episode. Nice. All right. We'll have to definitely, we'll check that out. But they have like free websites and I think they give them too on their sure. like websites that they use and stuff like that. Um, but you do have to kind of know how to interpret it. Like that's the thing because like I did my own and it helped because I had them kind of explain mine to me. But if I had just done it on my own without any help, I might have been a little, but you know, yeah, uh, I gotcha. That's yeah. cool. That's, that's really cool. I like that story. And so like getting into business, has that been hard? Like what, what advice would you give to people who want to start their own business or creations or something? Yeah. Getting into business. Well, getting into business is, it, it, it's not hard work, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think if, especially if you're going into business about something that you're passionate about. Um, yeah, you know, and for me, I, what's, what's coming up is I, with doing the soul spheres, something for me, so, and I guess I can talk specifically, like, doing something that's your passion uh -huh. and monetizing something that's your passion for me has been really, really hard. I will say that that has been hard, but it's been more hard emotionally because I'm, th this really was born out of something where, again, I was just gifting them to people. This was just something that was, you know, a between me and other people who had had a loss or had a birth or, you know, something where I was wanting to help, you know, honor their loved one. And so to take that, and then to put a price to it and mm. to sell it, um, I've had to kind of get over some some psychological, emotional blocks around I that. that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but it's like, it's like anything. Well, and the other thing too, I mean, because uh, if you see my website, I have my blog that I'm doing and wanting to write about and, you know, just anxiety relief about just all the things that I learned in my 20s. I dealt with a lot of anxiety um, in my 20s and just learned so much from different uh, different people that I worked with individually or different self-help books, just all sorts of things. And so I'm putting that as a, as a piece on the website that it's like, hey, if you come to my website because you think the soul spheres are prettier because you got here from some other blog post, I want you to get value out of it regardless 
of whether you buy something or not. And so for me, look, if, if I could just, if I didn't need money, if, if we didn't need money, then I wouldn't be worrying about it. Right. But mm -hmm. for me, I want to do these things that I'm passionate about full time and it's the world we live in. The only way you can do that is if you make money. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So j taking that and being able to break down that like, Hey, it's not bad to ask for money in exchange for something that you're creating, that you're putting your energy into, mm -hmm. um, that there's a, a lot of goodness in that. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I've, it's like fully gelled for me yet. I'm still working through this and working through how to share my story and share my, you know, genuine wanting to help people mm -hmm. and, and understand and being able to remind myself that just because I'm asking for money for a product doesn't take that away. And so that's why I'm saying, okay, it needs to be, it needs to be helpful and be good and be beneficial regardless of whether someone purchases something or not. And if they do purchase it, great. That means that they've really resonated with it, that they feel they now have something that they can gift that's meaningful or it's for themselves in a meaningful way. And the other piece of that too is also wanting to create, to choose a charity to align um, with that I can um, help support through the sale of the soul spheres, which I'm, which I'm working on researching now. So the soul spheres that I've seen, they're typically like a gold chain with a, a ball, a gold ball. Um, is that how all of them are created? And yeah. So the, um, there's going to be the one that you've seen. That's the one that I've shown the most is that, you know, gold, gold filled chain with, and there the spheres the the basic ones are not, I don't want to say basic but like the the main ones that are being released are the um, stainless steel or it's steel it's a steel bronze alloy and then um, plated in gold or plated in nickel so there's going to be a silver um, version mm -hmm. as well and in addition to that I will also be releasing um, a solid gold and a solid silver version for the people who like to wear just like straight solid, <laughs> solid gold and silver um, and want something a bit higher end. So that's going to have those as, as additional options. And so you mentioned that it's um, sometimes people get them in honor of a loved one who's transitioned or can you tell us a little bit more about what the soul sphere represents? Yeah, absolutely. So they are based, and that's right, I didn't really cover that when I was saying why I did my thesis that way. So um, I think it was my husband who was like, oh, do you ever hear of the 21 grams theory? And, you know, looking it up, I understood that it was from this uh, doctor from the early 1900s um, who was, or actually it was a late, yeah, no, it was early 1900s. And he was, had, this theory that the soul had a weight to it and he thought he could measure it. And so he weighed, put these people who were nearing death on these like full bed and weighed them before and after their passing and found that they had lost an average of 21 grams. And it, so it's really cool. I don't, honestly, I don't think that the research is this sound and I'm honestly not really worried about that because I think ultimately it's still just about connecting in with, you know, knowing that there's something beyond mm -hmm. this physical form. And so using that weight to be that kind of anchor into that understanding. And what's really cool about that is because these different metals that I'm working with have different densities to them, each sphere, so the, the steel spheres are actually bigger than the um, silver sphere and the gold sphere because the like gold and silver actually, uh, have a higher density. So they don't have to be as big to weigh 21 grams. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, so they don't all weigh 21 grams. No, no, they do. They do oh, all weigh okay. 21 grams. But the point is that for them all to weigh 21 grams, some of them have to be, they have to be different sizes because their density oh, oh. is different. Okay. Got it. Got it. And so you said that it is used, um, is it only for people who have lost loved ones or what are, what are some? Of yeah, them? no, absolutely not. So, you know, I, 
I wear one all the time. And for me, it's really to remind me to root in to the practices that take care of my inner being. Mm. And so it's to remind me to, you know, do my meditation in the morning. And it's to remind me to take deep breaths, <laughs> like I've been trying to remind myself to do. Um, and it's just, you know, it's being connected with that part of myself that, you know, we can only experience the right now. So it's just rooting into my whole spiritual and like healing practice for myself. So that's why I wear one. Oh. Um but when I've gifted them in the past, it had it actually no, I have done it in both situations. I've gifted them for it to be a self-representational, um, but then also gifted them in that scenario, right, where someone did lose a loved one. And I think to me, that's really a, a fascinating part of this. There, there's other jewelry out there I'm sure you've seen where it's like, oh, you can include ashes um, or, you know, have something out of the actual remains. Mm -hmm. Um and someone actually asked me this recently if that was something I planned on doing, but I don't think I ever will um, simply because the soul sphere isn't, it, it's meant to represent everything that's not the physical. Mm. So, so that's one piece about it. And the other thing is that, you know, I think when you're, when you're purchasing something for someone else, there's like, you're not going to buy an urn necklace or, you know, buy something that has someone's ashes in it. That's not, that, that's for someone else, right? That's someone thing that you do that is your immediate family member and you have the ashes. <laughs> You're not going to be like, oh, can I have a little bit of your right. so-and-so's ashes to right. make you this necklace? Yeah, no, that's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, so I really feel like this is, this is for the people who want to be able to make an extension of themselves and be able to say, hey, I love you. I support you. I want, you know, I want to give you some sort of comfort. Um, here's, here's a way for me when there's you know, really nothing better to say. Um, so I think in, in that way, it can be really powerful. And then the other thing that I love about it for, in the aspect of like giving it to someone who's had a baby, right? You talk about like push mm -hmm. presents. Um, and I love it, the aspect in that regard, because when, when we think about, and it's funny because I don't even have kids yet, hmm. but when we think about having children you know it's the sense of oh this is an extension of ourselves and like realistically when you have a baby yes like you are totally responsible for that child it's yours in that way you have to you know do your best to <laughs> raise them as well as you can um you know but ultimately that's another separate individual little soul and you have no idea who that person is going to be and you have to be not everybody, but I think it's a can act as a good reminder to leave space for that little person to be mm. who they are. I love that. I love Thanks. all the yeah. reasons for why you created it, and not only that, it's beautiful. I Thank mean, you so much. It didn't have any meaning behind it. Yeah, like, I will wear it because so nice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you feel that way. That's great. What's the website where they can find your pendants? Yeah, so it's just soul spheres. So it's S-O-U-L-S-P-H-E-R-E-S -E -E dot C-O. So not com, just C-O. Okay, very simple. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, it's easy to find. Yes, so definitely easy. I love that you said some of the practices that you do are meditation and breath work and things like that. Um, what are some other practices that you do to kind of just center yourself or ground yourself um do you do any eft or what do you do mm -hmm. yeah so eft is uh one of the big things that i like to integrate into my daily practices and um for those who aren't as familiar with it, eft is basically this practice where you tap on different points of your body that follow on the meridian lines and What's interesting about it is it was developed by a gentleman named Gary Craig. And what's really cool about it is he actually has this all open source. Anyone can go in and, and learn how to do EFT from the master himself on his website. Um, but I actually, I have some resources myself that I've explained it from, you know, the ways that I've integrated from different practitioners at this point. Then what it's used for is basically to release tension 
around anything and it can be physical tension it can be emotional tension and um so it's great for anxiety for ptsd for it can be great you know for physical ailments um and i use that as a practice i mean anytime i'm feeling tight about something whether it is because i'm not breathing deeply enough and you basically you know use the process to set up you know what you're feeling tight about and then tap through different points repeating a reminder phrase of just like what it is you're tapping on and it's very um it's pretty straightforward it's very easy um once you you know know the basic setup and i i will say that i have definitely gotten in my day-to-day it's one of those things that I've remembered about how great it is at different times in my life and then like completely forget about it and then reminder. And I'm like, why have I not been doing this? So um, actually it's been great doing soul spheres and being on TikTok because I'm like, oh, well, I can integrate just my daily practice with this, with doing TikTok videos. And it's actually kept me more accountable in doing it more regularly for myself too, which has been pretty great. And so what does EFT stand for? Yeah, it stands for emotional freedom tapping or emotional freedom technique. So can it also be used for like manifesting? Yeah. So what's really interesting about it with the the way you would use in conjunction with manifest is to release the blocks you have around manifesting. And so what's interesting for me, I, I realized that a lot of my resistance around ma- around manifesting or even trying to manifest are that I get caught in worrying that if I put my all into the manifestation and it doesn't come to fruition, I'm going to, you know, in the way that I think it should come to fruition, I'm going to give up hope or I'm going to just give up or be like, oh, this doesn't work for me or like I can't manifest. Something's wrong with me. I'm broken. This is for other people, not me. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> That's what goes through my head, um, which is, you know, uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I've also manifested things really clearly at other points in my life. So like I know I can do this. I don't just get I just get caught in this little like ego thing. I'm not really sure why, but I definitely will use EFT to tap into that. And the more specific you can get and the more you can actually feel what you're whatever it is that you're tapping on the more effective i find that it is um so for example for the the thing i was just talking about if i'm wanting to say hey i'm i'm fearful that the man you know trying to manifest isn't actually going to work for me Okay, well, then I kind of, I could start there. I could use that, but I could say, okay, well, why am I fearful that it's not going to work for me? Well, because I haven't done it recently. Okay, right. So you can kind of like peel it back and figure out, you know, once you get to like the crux of it, the more you can do that, the more pointed the EFT can be and the more it can be effective more quickly. So you can use that to release your blocks and then allow the manifestation because we're our own worst enemies there's no reason why man we, we are manifesting all the time and it's just are you manifesting something that you want or something that's more unconscious right right because that's me like well how do you manifest and i'm like literally we're manifesting all day every day you're just not <laughs> of it. it's your thoughts are your manifestations yeah you know so that's why it's so important to to mind what you say what you think yeah. you feel because it'll chances are it's gonna happen like you know yep yeah <laughs> it was really funny i i'm doing this five-day manifestation workshop right now that I'm, I'm participating in and um yesterday was the first day and i was we did this like visualization and it was this visualization of me like my future all talking to me now and it was with are you familiar with manifestation babe that she was she's doing like this like okay so it's this five-day workshop that i'm doing and i'm like okay interesting just to to test out and see what her work's like Mm -hmm. and what was so cool in this visual visualization for myself 
what did I say? Let me remember it, it exactly. Oh, you can't become something without first being it. Mm, that's so true. And I was like, oh my God, like, okay, so easy. Like, that's fine. Mm. Like, there's no, there's no magic like point A and point B. You just become it and then you are. <laughs> yes. So that really like unlocked something for me yesterday. And um, yeah, so I think that's, I think that's my new, uh, my new slogan for myself. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I'm the person that you want to be. Picture it first, you know, what do they dress like? What do they talk about? What do they, you know what I mean? Right, right. Hang around. All mm -hmm. It makes you into the person that you want to become. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So if we were to do, like, I don't know if this is a weird question, but <laughs> it's fine. I like weird questions. Weird oh, questions yeah. are more fun usually, right? <laughs> I was wondering if we could do like a, a little mini practice EFT tapping. Exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let me think, do you have a specific topic that you'd want to do it on or what's your thought? Hmm. Yeah, I want to be like, more less anxiety around being in social situations where there's like a lot of people mm, okay yeah so instead of tapping into that first what I would ask you is you're with a lot of people what are you worried about am I gonna say the wrong thing am I not as intelligent as everyone in the room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. you're, you have a, uh, it's a, it's a fear of how you're stacking up. So in a situation like that, so let's go a step further mm -hmm. and let's say you were to get into a, a, a group of people and you did find out that you were all of a sudden with a bunch of people who went to MIT and they were incredibly mm -hmm. intelligent and incredibly successful. <laughs> And um, you you just weren't at, at the same stage at, at that point. Mm -hmm. What would that mean to you? What would you tell yourself about that? That would mean that, like, I don't deserve to be in that space in that moment. Mm. Mm. Okay. Because, because you don't stack up to what that looks like as an ideal. Mm-hmm. So... Do you have a sense for yourself as to when that ideal or who, who, who gave you the idea that that was ideal versus something else? Was it something that you saw? Some, some you? I think it's, it might be like I saw it uh, subconsciously because, you know, maybe there aren't a lot of people that look like me that mm -hmm. are in those positions ah sure yeah. absolutely absolutely so so do you have a fear that do you feel that you have a that you would get judged more harshly because yeah. of how you look just yeah. right without anything else right mm -hmm. okay like i would have to go above and beyond just mm -hmm. to get over certain preconceived notions or perception mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and so and so I think let's so let's use that if you're okay with that yeah what so and what's interesting here and this is actually really funny that it, we came at this point because it relates to another blog post that I wrote about <laughs> judgments mm -hmm. and about how judgments are so fascinating uh, because it's not just about self-judgment. It's also about how we judge other people and then how that judgment means something about us, right? It, it's just so, it's so funny how judgments, whether they're positive or negative, can be really, uh, right, the comparison is the killer. Um, so there's a few different points. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Let's just, let's hold that there for a second. There's a few different points. Let me give you a, a sense of where they are on the body. So what happens is we first do a setup phrase and the setup phrase you're going to tap. So if you look at that, the outside edge of your hand, 
um, the point in between the base of your pinky and the end of your wrist. So just like that soft part of the edge of your hand. Okay. So I, I take those two points on both my hands and I tap them together. You can do this just on one side of your body. I like to be even, so I do it on both sides of my body. Um, so I tap those together and that's when we say the setup phrase. And then we're gonna go through the other tapping points on the body. The first one is just in the middle of the top of the head. And what and am I tapping with, my index finger? I'm just telling you. Um, so top of the head I do with just like, you know, kind of all my fingers. I just kind of lightly tap or oh. like my pointer and my middle finger. Um, generally pointer and middle finger, I guess is how I do it on most, most of the points. Okay. So it's top of the head. Then it's going to be the inner of each eyebrow. It's like the inner edge of each eyebrow. Okay. Then it's the outside of each eye. And then it's the under your eye. And then it goes to the space underneath your nose above your top lip. So just that, I don't know, what is that called, right? It's basically your top lip. Mm -hmm. um, and then the space under your bottom lip and like basically the little nook of your chin. Mm -hmm. And then it goes under the middle or like under the inner side of your collarbone. Okay. And then the final place is basically in line with your pec or your breast or whatever you are, right? <laughs> Whoever's listening. Right. <laughs> um, and then those are the points. I actually, I do another point sometimes, but we'll just leave that one out for now just to make it a little more straightforward. Okay. So what you want to do first is, you know, now you, we, we have the thing that you really want to tap on, right? Because you can see the difference here. If you were just tap on, oh, nervousness of being in a crowd is very different from I'm nervous that I'm going to be judged by the way I look in a crowd. Mm. It's much, much more, it's more specific. It's more emotional. And the more specific and the more emotional you can get, the more you can work on clearing it. So what you do first in this space is to rate it. So imagine yourself in, you know, in a, in a crowded room in a, you know, maybe it's a fancier fundraiser event, something, you know, something that feels like a little more high stakes. I don't know, whatever, right. whatever it is for you. Um, and just kind of put yourself in that space and try to rate the feeling, the level of anxiety on a scale from one to 10. Where does that kind of sit for you? Mm, six, seven, six and okay. a half. Yeah. yeah, perfect. So it's always, it's always really helpful just to, to rank it in the beginning and then check back in with it. So I'm going to walk you through this and you, you know, basically the guide of, you know, what it is to say on these different points, but know that like if something comes up for you and it feels a little better to say it in a different way, feel free to say it in a different way. It's really about, you know, what feels right for you when, when going through this. Okay. So if you're ready to start, I will, will start. Uh, yes, I'm ready. Okay, perfect. So you're going to start with that karate chop hand point. And you'll say, let me think, let me put the best way to say that and again, right? You, if it feels a little different to say it's a, a different way, then you go for it. But even though I'm nervous that I am going to be judged based on book to be inferior or not at the same level as everyone when I'm in a group of people. So you can start with that. Oh, do you want me to actually say it or just? Yeah. You, oh, well, okay. we can do, we could do either way. It's better. It's usually better to say it out loud. Okay. Even though I'm fearful of how I will be judged in front of the people because I feel inferior. I completely. I completely. And deeply. And deeply love, love, forgive, forgive, and accept myself and accept myself. Mm -hmm. Now go ahead to the top of your head. Mm -hmm. Fear of being inferior. Fear of being inferior. And it's that middle eye part. Fear that I'm going to be judged for how I look. 
fear that I'm going to be judged for how I look. Outside of your eye, fear that other people would think I'm inferior for no good reason. That other people would think I'm inferior for no good reason. Underneath the eye, fear of other people making judgments before they know me. The fear of other people making judgments before they know me. Under your nose, fear of other people not even trying to get to know me because of how I look. Fear of other people not even trying to get to know me because of how I look. Go ahead to your chin. Fear of being with a group of people that are unwilling to know me. Fear of other people being unwilling of getting to know me. Go ahead under your clavicle and your chest there under your bones. Mm -hmm. And fear of being judged for how I look. Fear of being judged for how I look. Go ahead and in line on the side of your body, in line with your, like your bra strap there. Mm -hmm. Fear that I won't even have the chance to prove myself fear of who I am. That I won't even have the chance to prove myself of who I am. Perfect. So now don't think about anything. Now look around your room. Look at your hands. Look at your nails. Maybe you have your nails done like I just did them yesterday and my nail polish is falling off, which is really <laughs> annoying. Oh, well. Um, yeah. So tell me, just tell me what, tell me something about it's in your room or where, wherever you are I, right now. Just tell me a little bit about your space. Um, it's all pretty much white and um, there's flowers and there's plants. Mm, it, that sounds lovely. Yeah. There's a nice window. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> that sounds very nice. I love that. So perfect. So just, and the reason I, I do that at the very end, so I, it's always really, I find at least for myself that when you're doing something like this, there's an expectation and a hope that you're going to feel better, right? So anytime you're doing something like this and I find that it's really helpful to just like completely let your brain go onto something different and not let yourself immediately go to, how do I feel? Do I feel better? Is there improvement? <laughs> so if you just drop the space, you know, you pet your pet that's next to you, you look at something else, you take some deep breaths. That's a really good way to just close a round of EFT. Mm. So, and at this point for yourself, and look, I will say like it, doing the we're doing this recording so yeah, you might be able to do that again for yourself later and you might find that you become really emotional at certain points um mm. which that you didn't let yourself do because obviously it's more in a, in a public forum right now but i i definitely find that for myself that when i do this and i think into it and i really say the words that are accurate for me right i did the best to you know try to put words that would hopefully fit that situation but mm. you're you're in yourself right you're going to know what words are best well, you know, um, will notice, I did notice, I felt the most impact along the bra line, the tapping along the bra line. And impact, tell me what you mean by impact. What I does that mean for you? It's just like something started to resonate more with me there. Mm, like, interesting. I don't, I don't know if it was an unblocking or I don't know how to explain it, but it felt more intense there that's cool that's no and that's that that's not surprising to me at all um I mean I'll have it where I'm going through something and I'm like totally normal and I'm like tapping and then I'm tapping and all of a sudden I get under my eye or just like a random point it's no not the same but I'll get to a point and all of a sudden I'm like oh my god <laughs> I'm just I'm like sobbing you know so it just really um I think it really depends but I agree I think there are like those different points like sometimes this specific energy get gets caught in a certain space yeah. there oh. But so without any expectation um, for yourself, try to try to go back into that place where you visualized yourself again and just see if it feels any different. If you had to rate it again, where where would it be for yourself now? With again, with no expectation, it's the same, just it's fine too. 
4.5, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's, so it feels a little lessened. Yeah. That's sure. cool. For sure. That's weird. Like, how does <laughs> And what you can do is you can, you can do this over and over again. And the, the reason that it's really important to rate it is because if you do it once and you don't get a change, you do it twice, you don't get a change, you're probably not tapping on the right thing. And so that's why we did that exercise of, of you know, peeling back the layer some and saying, hey, if we just did this on the, the surface level piece, which is that fear of being with you know around other people it might not have it might not have had any impact um, or the impact might have been more temporary right that makes sense because I didn't even think to take a step further like well, why do I feel that way I thought it was mm-hmm. just oh I'm, I'm a little too shy to be around people. <laughs> right uh-huh uh-huh and sometimes just knowing it right and I think even that exercise in of itself sometimes just knowing it is enough for you to go let it go and just say Oh, well, that's, I don't need that. <laughs> you know, I don't need to feel like that. So yeah, well, good. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you had that suggestion like this. That was great. I'm really glad we did that together. I know. because Yeah, I'm more like a, um, a kinesthetic learner. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, I, I found you, I guess, um, because you know how like the algorithm works and I watch a lot of abraham hicks uh tiktoks yes okay like that and you made one about how your mom used to listen to abraham hicks i believe with is that yes can you tell us a little bit about that yeah for sure so i grew up with my mom i started out before hey my parents met at the spiritual conference so you know they was always been very spiritual and edging on like too woo woo for me at times <laughs> and, um she gave me actually i have sitting next to me um this like energetic wand that she gave me for my birthday mm-hmm. and it's like this really little wand thing and i'm actually not totally sure what it's supposed to do yet i'm gonna give it some more research but i really like the way it looks so that's just you know, the little background of my <laughs> my mom there and so, yeah, man, she's she's known about Abraham Hicks since I was probably ten or eleven. Um, and so, do you know do you know what Abraham Hicks is? No. Okay. Um, Esther Hicks channels Abraham. So mm-hmm. Abraham is a is an entity that Esther. Oh, I did not know that. Channels in yes, and but so it's so funny to me. It's all over TikTok. People have no idea what they're watching or listening to. It's totally funny. And so that's when I saw I was like, I have to make out of this. This is just too funny. The funniest part about this, though, is that growing up, like my mom would put it on um, when we'd be driving and it used to tick me off so badly. I used to hate it. I used to get so annoyed where I would be sitting there with fingers in my ears because I didn't want to listen to it. And it wasn't so much that like I, I didn't, I think I thought her voice because disembodied, I, I actually do. Now, mind you, this is because I think I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old, my mom forcing me to listen to this thing. <laughs> just was like, I want to break and not listen to this. Can we listen to music or something? <laughs> um, so, but I find now, like when I watch, if I'm watching, Esther I'm like totally captivated and you know it feels very like resonant to me and I think um it was just a bit of element of you know you know teenager getting (laughs) forced into something and that resistance um yeah yeah and I did you know I did I I definitely you know there were definitely times that I listened and I always had you know a sense of manifestation that was something I'd always had like a sensibility about from a younger age, just again, because of having the, the mom that I did. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I think the, that, that work is pretty interesting and, you know, I don't understand the channeling piece. Personally, I don't have any experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had different psychic things happen, but no, no channeling in my life. So you know, I don't understand it, but it is definitely fascinating. And I think the message is, you know, pretty wonderful and sound. 
Yeah, because it's all so positive. And I think that, wow, that's amazing that you had a mom and a dad that encouraged those like lessons into your like subconscious. Like, at yeah. all like that must, that probably really changed the outcome in the course of your life, whether you realized it or not at the time. You know? Oh, I am sure it did. Yes, I'm sure it did. And it was, you know, it's funny though. I've been thinking about this recently. Um, that when I was younger, I had just such a knowing about things that I really had, you know, quote unquote, no right to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I remember just talking to my dad as a kid and just giving him advice about things, or <laughs> or my parent, my mom, and. Just kind of like I had this like sense that like I don't know why I know this is right, but I 100% know that what I'm saying is is truth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think as an adult, I've moved further away from that and been less in tune with my instinctual side at times. Um, just because I think there's just so much distraction, you know, I'm having to like pay for my own bills and stuff. And it's a real bummer. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm so sorry. I don't know if you can hear there uh, any beeping in the background. I have a African gray parrot who's apparently having a tantrum in the other room right now. So <laughs> apologies. Earlier, and I was like, "Oh, there's birds in the background." So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I'm very like I definitely listen to my intuition. I feel like I'm very intuitive. I don't really tend to move unless it feels right I mean yeah literally move but you know what I mean oh yeah I do (laughs) (laughs) unless it like feels (laughs) right and authentic and the timing you know like it all has to like kumbaya together (laughs) yes and even with this podcast like we haven't recorded in probably like a month or two and everybody's been asking me where are your new episodes and I'm just like I haven't really found a guest that resonated with me I haven't felt the time was right like mm. until I saw you and I was like there it is you know? oh that's perfect that's so lovely like, well, I'm so I glad you did find me put out content just to put it out you know or just like yeah I'm not like that it has to as well with my intuition and I think a lot of people everyone has it oh but of course just like are you tuning into it? Are you able to get rid of, like you said, there's so many distractions nowadays Mm -hmm. compared to like, well, I don't know when you grew up, but like in the nineties and stuff like that, like it wasn't as much as this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm 32. So yeah, I I got the full nineties experience. (laughs) Right. It was great. Right. I love the nineties. I know. I had a game. It wasn't last night. It was the night before about walking outside of my mom's townhouse that I grew up in and there were these little kids driving around on these bikes and it like was like and I was like oh that was like me driving around like this neighborhood when I was a little kid and I'm like that's so sad that I don't get to go back and do that again <laughs> like you know be a little kid in the 90s I know like kids aren't even outside anymore like, it's great. oh my gosh but, yeah so what is like what is a soul to you ah <sighs> You know, that's such a great question, and I don't know the answer, <laughs> and I don't even like pretend to know the answer. I just, you know, figure that I'll figure it out one day. Um, yeah, you know, I think there's just too many mysteries. You know, there's too many mysteries for it to just be as straightforward as some people think it is. Um, you know, I definitely don't think that there's a, a robed man sitting in the clouds. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't, definitely don't ascribe to like typical religious, you know, I think religion is myth and it's hell a of way fire. of, what's that? A hell of fire and all that. Yeah, no, right. I mean, I think, I think religion, religion messes spirituality up, I think a lot, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, and not to say that all religions, not to say that people who are religious 
are messed up because that's not the case either. I think there's a lot of religion and a lot of churches that have beautiful communities and people who support each other. And like, there's a, there can be a lot of good in that. But when you think about it, obviously on a global scale, um, you know, it becomes something a little bit degenerated. We'll say, we'll say, we'll say a little bit to be, you know, <laughs> gentle about that. Sure. But no, but when we think about a soul, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I honestly don't know how individual, actually, you know, I do actually have a, my, my closest thing I can get to a definition about a, a soul and a body is I have this theory that it's like a magnif that like we're like a mat take a magnifying glass. Let me try to say it this way. And you take a magnifying glass and you, you know, catch the sun right and it will create fire, right? It creates this little ball of energy and fire and creates this reaction that happens. And so that light energy that comes in and is, you know, creating this fire, that intense heated energy, it's not anything different than all the other light particles flying around, but it is, it's, but it's those individual light particles. So it is somehow individual, but it's also part of this giant other thing. Mm. And if you imagine a body, my understanding of what a body is just from my own inherent, like, knowingness of it would be that our bodies are magnifying glasses for souls and so they are what heart so so a soul can come into a body and, and express through a body and when the body leaves it's no longer there or like a or even like a tuning fork right when a tuning fork resonates at a certain frequency okay it makes this certain sound so it's like this idea of like basically just like the body is this vessel that the gestalt when a soul enters it is what we get as these crazy humans running around the planet and having said that um do you think that a that there is reincarnation and if so does your soul remain the same just I... meat soup on the outside or what yeah yeah no i definitely now what i guess can you define the same what do you mean by the same um personality characteristics emotions thoughts mm, yeah um, maybe even coming across the same type of family members each time yeah like, i don't know <laughs> i think it does i think it does and i mean and i i think it does just because of all the stories that are out there i mean i think it's just there's this one facebook post that was like talking about this little girl who saw her mom at a gravesite or something or it was something like that and like the, the video itself was cool but what was really fascinating were like the twenty thousand comments on the video with just thousands of people sharing stories about their kids who remembered people and places and names and things that they had no right to remember and just it's just too fascinating and too regular of an occurrence um, for me to think that there's not there's something not to that. Right. Yeah. My daughter, and I, that. And she was you're like, what? My daughter, she was like two and a half. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, and she, I mean, she could talk, but this story was like, okay, this is not a normal two year old. <laughs> oh gosh. Tell me, I want to yeah. hear it. Tell me, tell me. So we were just like sitting in the bed one night and she's like, I'm so glad that you guys are my family now. She oh. said very clearly, I'm so glad that you guys are my family now. And I said, what do you mean? And she's like, well, because I used to have a different family. And I had a mom and a dad and a brother. And she was like, but my mom and my dad, they didn't really care about me or about <sighs> my brother. And so they used to let us like play in the middle of the street and there would be like cars and sometimes like we could get hit by a car and she was like, and it was very dangerous and they didn't really treat us very nice. And she was like, so now I'm glad that I have you guys as my family. Oh, what did you do? I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't even remember my response. I just was like blown away because <laughs> I'd never, I mean, like we don't, ha we had normal two-year-old type discussions right time. right right this was just like so detailed and so 
here and she wasn't of age. And it was like, she was telling me like, no, this happened. Like you couldn't convince me that that didn't happen the way she expressed it. Yeah. I'm oh like, my. Okay. I believe it. Like I believe you had another life and you yeah. for it. And yeah. I'm glad that you're here too. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I definitely believe that. And I think I, I do also believe that we run across, um, you know, people or like, you know, re reincarnate or, you know, however, who knows, right? Maybe it's across dimensions. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Right. But I will say this is actually really interesting when I was doing a round of EFT. Um, I, I've always, since the beginning of being, uh, getting together with my now husband 13 years ago, we were dating. I have always, it, it was either always like, Oh my God, is this really happening? Like, does he actually really love me? And then once I was mm -hmm. finally convinced of that, I was like, so terrified. Like every time he drove somewhere, I was like so freaked out about losing him. Mm -hmm. And uh, that had that, I mean, it's like been that way for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I did this EFT tapping session. It was probably sometime last year. And it was this thing, right, where I was going through and I finally got to a point and it felt really emotional. And the words that came out were, I don't want to lose him again. Mm. And I was just like, I was, I was like, just really like crying oh. and like, it felt so poignant. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And it wasn't words that I had like, they just, they it was just what flowed out. I mean, what was accurate, you know what I mean? For myself. And I was like, that's so. Like he's been your soulmate in many Weird. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And you, and you've lost each other before. Yeah, exactly. And I think about it, right. And I think about even like, even the idea, I'm like, okay, even if we do reincarnate the idea of having to spend 18 years to like find him again I somewhere know. just sounds horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. I don't know. You know, maybe we'll re reincarnate his brother or sister or something. We don't have to like wait that long or, but that's worse, right? Because then <laughs> brother, worse, yeah. you, you only, yeah, it's worse because you only get to be, a, you know, A, there's the whole sex problem. Like probably not going to do that. Probably going to be a different relationship. <laughs> um, but like, but like the problem with brother and sister is like typically, okay, you're together when you're young, but then you grow up and do your own mm -hmm. thing, obviously later. So. But you have to manifest that he comes back again as your husband. <laughs> yes. And maybe maybe we could be we could be childhood friends. That's better. Yeah. And then just grow up to each other that way and I then get married. Totally agree. I totally believe it <laughs> too. Like, but the good news is that you will find each other again, whether it takes yeah. 15 years, 12 years, 20 years, you will find each other. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I feel I feel clear about that. It doesn't feel um I love yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of it's just been interesting this whole, whole thing's been an interesting journey and it's been an interesting journey doing the soul sphere stuff because you know again this being a purpose of something that's reminding me to you know stay connected with this part of myself and stay in my you know caring for myself it's also been like a source of like so much planning and details and spending money and you know <laughs> preparing for this launch in September and um it, it does feel like I'm giving birth to something mm -hmm. so again I haven't I don't have my own kids but I'm like as close as that could possibly feel I'm pretty sure that's what this is like it's painful it's painful but it feels like I can't stop and I don't want to stop and I can't wait to see it like really come to fruition and doesn't it feel like you're learning so much about yourself oh I I'm basically doing this for myself right like even if no one buys soul sphere, I mean like that'd be sad but no a hundred percent I mean it's e literally even just doing TikTok it has been such a oh my god yes practice of being vulnerable and being myself and like not caring about the weird angles and just like not caring if I have the right makeup on just being like, you know what, if I don't look my best today, like I, I don't care. Here I am, mm -hmm. you know? And so find your tribe, you know, yeah. it's interesting because it's like people, like I would have never come across you. Yeah. TikTok or even yeah. Like a lot of people I've met some really great people through social media and um so it's not all bad I know there are some aspects to social media that aren't good but I mean yeah you you learn so much about yourself you learn from others you can relate to people I mean it's it's amazing 
Yeah, I've I've loved it. I to your point, I being connected with you has been great. I've met some other really wonderful people so far, and and this comes back to it, right? If you just keep being it, you will become it. So I'm just gonna keep being, you know, that that piece and and doing things in a way that feels good, and I assume it will keep coming together. <laughs> Well, Claire, you have been wonderful, and I want to thank you for um, going through that exercise with me. I'm going to use it whenever I need help coping with anxiety or stress or manifestation, you know, whatever. Like, I like that. And so where can they find you? I know you said your website. You can say that one again. And then where Yes. Yeah, so soulspheres.co and for the EFT stuff, if you go under the Keeping Spirit blog, um, there's one that's moving through anxiety. There are two um, EFT resources, one that talks about EFT in general and about like how you can really it really like shows how to like peel back the layers to work with the right thing. And then there's another one that's like actually like a worksheet and like has like a picture of all the different points and everything to, um, you know, be walked through it. And, um, and then I'm on social media on Instagram. Primarily I'm on TikTok. They're both just at keeping spirit, which is the uh, name of my blog. I love it. I like keeping spirit. That's very cute. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, good luck on all your ventures and everything you're doing. I love your energy. And I know that your good energy is put into your work and the pieces that you create. So anybody that purchases one or even just visits your website, that energy is going to be good transparent. So thank you so much, Joy. It's been a pleasure to connect with you, too. And I I look forward to staying connected. It's been it's been a pleasure. I love that. Okay, thank you, everybody, for Um, joining us on Girls, Gems, and Giggles. And I hope you enjoyed this episode with Claire as much as I did. And please check out her socials and her website and go by the Soul Spear. All right. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. Peace. Thanks, Joy. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, I know you enjoyed that last episode of Girls, Gems, and Giggles. If you like what you hear here, please make sure that you follow our show, that you're subscribed so that you get the alerts on when we have a brand new episodes coming out. And also share with someone who might enjoy this show as well. You can reach us by email at girlsgemsandgiggles at mail.com. And a link to our website is in the bio of the show. Feel free to leave a positive review. We love to hear from you guys. We'd also like if you would like to be a guest on our show, please submit that information through our website or our email as well. And we can discuss opportunities to come on the show. Anyways, if all you want to do is sit back and listen, we love you for that too. Whatever you want to do, we're just glad that you're part of this journey with us. We love you. Stay great. Peace.